0: So hey there, friends, and welcome to episode 219 of Self-Kind with me, Erica Webb. Today we are diving into a topic that is perhaps a little lesser spoken about in the world of self-care and self-kindness, and this is around what we have to lose by choosing to engage in self-care, by choosing to prioritize our needs, and why those things that we have the potential to lose might be the very things that stop you from engaging in self-care in the first place. Hi, and welcome to Self-Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. All right, so we all know that there is the potential to gain a whole lot through self care. We can deepen our connection with ourselves, we can improve the way that we feel, the way that we sleep, the way that we relate to both ourselves and others, we can increase our capacity and our ability to feel resourced. But there's also a truth that by choosing to engage in self care and by choosing to prioritize our needs, we have the potential to lose something that's really important to us. And that is a matter of identity. We all walk around with beliefs about who we are in the world. And we walk around with beliefs about each other as well, right? Call them judgments, call them expectations, call them stories, however you want to term it. But we have these identities that we walk around with. I'm a kind person. I'm lazy. I'm the kind of person who puts other people before myself. She's selfless, those sorts of things. And those pieces of how we see ourselves and how we believe ourselves to be perceived and how we perceive other people are threatened potentially when we choose to engage in self-care and when we choose to prioritize our needs. So let's go down this path a little bit and talk about this through the lens of that, you know, compliment. And I'm putting that in air quotes of she's so selfless. This is a compliment that we see sprinkled everywhere, especially on Mother's Day, especially when we are seeing appreciation posts for, you know, an individual. This person is so important to me and they are so selfless. That is an identity that so many people are walking around with. This idea that they always do or certainly always should put other people's needs before their own, that they are a hard worker, that they don't rest, that they put in, you know, 150%. And when we have these elements of identity within us and in the way that we see ourselves, when self-care kind of threatens to derail those pieces of ourselves, it can put a very quick break on doing those things that we said we wanted to do. If engaging in self-care is in direct opposition to being that selfless person, and if being that selfless person is a really integrated part of your identity, it's not going to feel safe or right or okay to prioritize your own needs because it doesn't align with who you see yourself to be or who you want to be in the world. Now, where this gets interesting and kind of tricky potentially is where when you have a mismatch between how you are identifying in the world and how you would like to, where we have this, I guess, lived identity of I am this selfless person who puts other people before themselves, but also I'm exhausted and I would like to be prioritizing my own needs. That is the sticking point, right? That is the tricky spot because we might be thinking, well, maybe I'm just lacking motivation. Maybe this is a motivation problem. And we're missing the fact that we are trying to engage in something that feels like a direct opposition to who we have been in the world. And that can be hard to renegotiate. That can be hard to navigate as a person in relation to themselves and as a person in relation to others, our family members, our friends, the greater, you know, community in our world, because those expectations are often shared culturally and within families and within societies. And so this can be like a real rub point. And I wanted to talk about this today In the hope that if that is where you are sitting right now, in that awkward, frustrating place potentially of feeling like I want to prioritize my needs, but it just doesn't seem to happen. It feels impossible. It feels so hard. Perhaps it's because those actions of caring for yourself, of prioritizing yourself are in direct opposition to the person that you have been in the world and the way that you have thought about yourself, the way that you've been thought of by other people. It is to me very problematic that we use selflessness as a compliment. Being a kind, generous person is a wonderful thing. Being a selfless person is quite another thing. (laughs) It is expecting people, often women, often mothers, but not always, exclusively, to dismiss their needs in preference for the wants and needs of other people. And where this gets complicated is we might be like, well, but that's true. If your child is sick and needs you, then, of course, you should be prioritising their needs. But what can happen is that we are completely dismissed in general in that process, right, and suddenly everybody else's wants have a higher, um, place on the hierarchy than our actual needs and desires. And for whatever reason, this is the messaging that most of us live with. This is the messaging that most of us live out. We live out the need to put our own needs, wants, desires on the back burner for one day, sometime in the mythical future when nobody else has any needs. And then we wonder why it's so hard then when we make the decision that, you know what, I am burnt out, I am tired, I am exhausted, and I am sore, and I want to do something for me. And we go to book it into the calendar, and we go to show up to that first class, and we go to book our therapy, and we go to do these things, and then we go, this feels scary, this feels hard. And we think, I must have a motivation problem, or a time problem, or a problem of some sort. And we don't recognize that we are simply stepping into unknown territory, which probably feels a little bit unsafe or a lot unsafe, scary, and that asks us to leave a part of our identity behind in order for it to be possible to like succeed, for want of a better term, at the self-care thing. Because we can't be both selfless and engaged in self-care at the same time. So one of those identities has to give, right? And so, you know, I, I, I hope this kind of just like opens the door a little crack to seeing, oh, is there a possibility that there is an element of who I've been in the world that is perhaps stopping me from feeling safe to engage in self-care and to prioritize my own needs? Because it is kind of scary to be like, no, I'm not that person anymore. No, I'm not the kind of person who prioritizes everybody's needs above my own. I'm now the kind of person who prioritizes their own well-being. And that's going to mean that there might be some people who don't love that because I don't come at their every beck and call. And so I think it's really important that we understand that for everything we have to gain by engaging in self-care, there is stuff that we serve to lose. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing but there's a very high chance that it will feel like a threat because a a shift in your identity threatens your place in society, right? That's kind of how our, our primitive brains think. We are not necessarily going to be as accepted in our community if we are not prioritizing everybody above ourselves. And to walk away from that identity of being this selfless, giving generous person to being still kind and generous, but also prioritizing their own needs, maybe sets us up for criticism, maybe sets us up for judgment, maybe sets us up for our own self-judgment. And that feels deeply, deeply uncomfortable. And so looking, do I have a mismatch between who I've been in the world and the identity that I have held dear in some ways and who I'm now choosing to be? And who I'm now choosing to become. And I want to give you some tangible tips before we go because this isn't necessarily comfortable or easy. (laughs) And it's a thing that we just practice and explore and experiment with. Over the weekend, I worked my little butt off. I was working really, really hard to finish a project and. I felt pretty good as I was doing it, but I did notice this little story coming up for myself of like, I'm a hard worker and what that meant and what that stopped me from doing. And so I tell you that because when we become conscious of the way that that can can kind of play a role in what we choose to do, with our time and and how we care for ourselves, then we are more able to kind of like see our own stuff, right? We're more able to be like, oh, I see what I'm doing there. I see what I'm doing there. I'm telling myself that story again, that I'm a hard worker and so I shouldn't rest, (laughs) right? We see it and we're like, oh, that's interesting. Now I have a choice. I can either choose to not be that or I can choose to see it in its full, you know, obvious state and continue to, to neglect my needs right? It makes it stuck. It makes it far more obvious. So I do want to give you some tips because I think that this is something that we work with over a lifetime. I have come a long way from that woman that I was 10 years ago, but there are still moments where I come up against that friction of who I identify as, who I've been, who I know myself to be and who I would like to become. So here's the tips. There's three, and they are pretty simple. First one is to acknowledge that story of who we've been. You know, I have been a person who prioritizes the needs in everyone of uh, the needs of everyone in my family before I'm willing to even consider what my own needs might be. Hmm. Okay, acknowledge. Right, it's always the first step. The second one is to acknowledge who it is that you're wanting to be, right? Who it is that you're growing into, the things that it is that you've decided that you want for yourself. And that's, you know, again, a simple acknowledgement of like, okay, I've been this person who's prioritized everybody else's needs. And now I'm choosing to become a person who prioritizes her needs. And that feels a little uncomfortable and acknowledging that discomfort. And then the third part is to have a small way or some small ways. So it could be one tool or multiple tools that help you to take a small action in that direction. And so it could be that you pause and rest for five minutes. It could be that you do three minutes of movement. It could be that you book a therapy session. It could be that you um, go for that walk, whatever it might be. We start to create evidence for our brain, for this new identity for this new story that we're writing for ourselves about who it is that we are and how we're being in the world. Because any time that we think that we're just not trying hard enough, (laughs) I invite you to pause and recognize that maybe there's simply a mismatch between who you've known yourself to be and who you're trying to become. All right. I'm going to leave you with that to ponder. I would love to hear from you. If that brings up questions, if that, um, brings up some ideas of like, oh yeah, I can see this person that I've been in the world and where I want to move to. So come and find me on over, come and find me over on Instagram. You'll find me at Erica Webb underscore self kind. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear any of your questions. Um, and come back next week for another episode. I'm looking forward to talking to you then. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at web underscore Self Kind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, EricaWebb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self-Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.